0: From Relay FM, this is Upgrade, episode 308. Today's show is brought to you by PDF Pen from Smile and Fully. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Jason Snell. Hi, Jason Snell.
1: I'm Mike Hurley.
0: Summer fun. Oh, sorry. It's fun, a summer of fun. Friend. Summer of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one today, man. Oh, boy. We do. Woo. We have a fun guest later on in the episode. We're going to be joined by Stephen Hackett, and we're going to be doing. A draft of sorts, kind of. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about, last time we spoke about uh, the sounds of Mac OS Pixar. Yes. This time we're going to talk about the icons of Mac OS Pixar. Hold them in your mind.
1: Think Indeed. of them. Imagine them as we, as we paint word pictures of what the icons look like. But
0: we have a hashtag SNL Talk question comes from Mark. And Mark wants to know Jason, if you were to cosplay at Comic Con, who would you cosplay as? Hmm. Okay. Something you may not know about me
1: is I don't like wearing costumes. Mm hmm. I, okay. I don't like dressing up for Halloween. I haven't since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. so not my favorite, not my favorite thing. But if I did need to wear a costume at Comic Con, um, I thought about this, and I don't have any great answers. Um, my best answer is probably one of the Doctor Who's. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe. Patrick Trouton the second doctor his his body shape is not a bad fit for mine so maybe I would go with that this, so that's that's my doctor who fans answer is uh, the second doctor is seen in the episode the two doctors because he had gray hair then and uh, I have gray hair so that would be perfect. That's what I'll do that, that's it Cosmic hobo Patrick Trouton that's me.
0: If you would like to send in a Snell Talk question to help us open an episode of Upgrade, just send out a tweet with the hashtag Snell Talk or use the command question mark Snell Talk in the RelayFM members' Discord, and it may be included in a future episode. Some follow-up for you, Jason. Uh, This one is kind of like follow-up for the rest of the week, but maybe kind of also in the past we'll see Mm. so there's just a few things happening this week which i think could be interesting and i want to mention we may talk about them on our next episode so on wednesday this week a bunch of ceos from technology companies are appearing in front of the congress in the u.s virtually to talk about antitrust complaints i believe this is Sundar pachai of google jeff bezos of amazon mark zuckerberg of facebook and tim cook of apple right i think they're the four that are going to be appearing Mm -hmm. in front of uh, the... Is it the Congressional Committee, subcommittee for antitrust, I believe, is who they're going to be talking to. But I'm intrigued about this, because it's either going to be really interesting or an absolute train wreck. Because previous congressional hearings with tech CEOs usually devolve into this, like, how does my granddaughter send iMessages kind of conversation. Um, but my hope would be that they're actually going to have intelligent conversations about antitrust. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm keen to see what happens with this one, so we may touch on that next week, depending on what happens. I think we'll, it's very likely some, some interesting stuff about Apple will be discussed. Uh, and then on Thursday, Apple will be reporting its quarterly earnings, and I'm intrigued to see if these two play into each other in any way. Yeah, right. Will Will Tim have uh,
1: maybe some of his pre-determined uh, comments will appear in both places? That wouldn't surprise me. Save a little time
0: because
1: mm-hmm. everything Tim Tim says, they've gone over it, right? Like yep. Tim is a very careful, controlled guy who they, they they've got the message. They'll control the message. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the COVID nineteen effect is on Apple's uh, business too. And, you know, there's still not been a macOS public beta, so I don't know whether that's going to come. They originally said it would be by the end of July, and that's this week, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it's we, we live in strange times. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Same
0: for watchOS, but... Yeah. The watchOS one, I'm I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was later. The macOS one, they, they, it's not new to have public betas for macOS, OS. Um, I think, understandably, they, they kind of held off on this one because Big Sur was such a top-to-bottom change that they may have wanted to really make sure they were confident before they put the public beta out. Um, but you have you used much of beta? Is it beta 3 or beta 2 of macOS now? Is it 3? It's developer beta 3. And how is it feeling, developer beta 3?
1: Uh, it feels okay. Um, some apps are like Preview I couldn't launch in beta 2. It would just uh, spin and then crash, mm-hmm. uh, and it launches in Beta three, so that's a hundred percent improvement over Beta two. Um, it seems okay, but you know I'm not doing my primary work on it or anything. It's a, basically a stock laptop sure. with the with the
0: new OS on it, so it's
1: you know it's it seems fine. It's it
0: looks great. Uh, I have some issues with the icons, but we'll get to that. I have some great news for you, Jason. Oh, there will be new emoji after all. So we'd previously been spoke been talking about the fact that this is ages ago now, uh, that there would be no new emoji for 2021 because the Unicode Consortium was delaying the agreement of Unicode 14 because of COVID 19. They were deciding they're not going to get together, and that all of the individuals on the board probably had things that in their companies that they that they're a part of because the Unicode Consortium is made up of people typically that have. Uh, they're a part of larger organizations like adobe and apple microsoft and google and they were like oh no we'll just we'll leave it for a year because we have other things to work on but there is now the announcement of emoji 13.1 that's going to plug the 2021 gap so from emojipedia proposed new emojis for this interim release include facing clouds mending heart heart on fire face spiral eyes as well as new gender options for the bearded person emoji it's going to be a much smaller emoji release if uh, all of the technology companies just follow the 13.1 spec i mean of course they can do whatever they want really um and maybe more gets added to this in the future i don't know but at least there will be some uh, emoji in 2021 after all yeah. everyone.
1: that's good the world the world needs more emojis and uh, so let's uh... Let's go for it. That sounds sounds good to me. And uh, it means that my favorite episode of Connected will exist next year. So that's good.
0: Yeah, in a much, much smaller scope, Truncated for, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. M- might only be a, a Still, mini topic, not a full topic.
1: That's okay. It's, it's fun. For those who have not heard uh, Mike and Stephen uh, quiz Federico on what each icon image represents, he has to guess what they mean. And if you haven't heard those, it's amazing. And you should.
0: Uh, the Jeremys, they're called now, uh, mm. named immortalized for, for Jeremy Burge. Jeremy sure. Birch. Uh, I will put in the show notes uh, a link to the Jeremys uh, from 2019, in case you want to. In case you want to hear. Uh,
1: it's the best. And a shout out to Jeremy, who's somewhere on a boat. <laughs> always, he's always, always. A boat. he's always on a boat.
0: Always on a boat. I have some upstream headlines. They're all yeah. Apple-focused. Uh, the trailer for the second season of For All Mankind has been released, Woo-hoo! which was a surprise. Seems like so, a surprise. What I've
1: heard is that they've they've shot much of it, but not all of the season. So they were able to put a trailer together based on what they've already been pro- working on and producing. Um, I've also heard that they're coming back to the set soon. I don't know where this is shot. I, it might be in Vancouver, in which case Canada's in better shape than the US and they might be in better shape to to resume this. Um, but I don't know where, I don't know. I've heard that they're gearing up to, to continue to finish shooting for it. Um, so they uh, it's it's one of these cases where they I'm sure they don't want to release a partial season, but uh, they're not quite done, but they've been able to do some of the production and they obviously are confident enough that they put out a trailer. So that's great. Love this show.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it to too. The, the trailer itself looks good, right? It's um, in,
1: it's intense, right? Because it's the '80s, and there's like Ronald Reagan, and there's mm-hmm. the 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 Soviet threat, and it's the Cold War. But then then there's a shot of astronauts in spacesuits on the moon with guns, guns right? Like, yep. Ooh, how does that work? And space that's not war. Good, so. Yeah. So, uh, for all mankind, the Cold War is it going to get hot on the moon where it's very cold and hot? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I am very much looking forward to that. That that's going to be really cool. Uh, Apple have acquired the rights to Fireball, a documentary from Werner Herzog, uh, which is. An interesting pairing. Um, this, this. No, I, I can't wait for it. I, I, I can't wait for Werner Herzog to say,
1: inside his home in Philadelphia, John Gruber writes articles. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we
0: go. Uh, I my, mainly included um, this link in the show notes today because I knew you would want to do a Werner Herzog impression. Of course. Uh, Fireball explores how shooting stars, meteorites, and deep impacts have focused the human imagination on other realms and worlds and on our past and future.
1: When humans came out of the cave 80,000 years ago and looked at the stars, what were they thinking? Uh, That's all I got.
0: So this is another movie, uh, which is of importance because, according to a report from Fast Company, Apple is looking to vastly increase its feature film catalogue. Due to the success of Greyhound, which we spoke about last time, they want to increase their movie output to, quote, Netflix-like levels, according to sources, potentially looking to have a new movie every month, with two to four of these being big, expensive blockbusters. Think your uh, Scorsese movie that they're working on, right? Uh, and then filling out the rest of this slate with documentaries, like the Werner Herzog movie, and festival acquisitions as well. So it
1: feels a little bit like, and, and I think the pandemic is the reason why. But I wonder if we a change has been made now because it used to be that there were movies on these streaming services, but they were not great. Mostly, they were kind of the the. It's like that story about Quibi uh, that I think we talked about mm-hmm. briefly. The the Quibi the story is that they got everybody's rejected ideas pitched to them. Like nobody pitched their A level ideas to Quibi, huh. but they they had stuff that got rejected and they're like, all right, well, how about Quibi? And Quibi's like, yes, please. That's great. You're a star. We'll do this idea. And it's like, yeah, this is the idea no one liked, but great. Pay me. Um, I, I feel like maybe streaming movies in general, and I'm not saying there weren't good streaming movies, but that a lot of them was sort of like, it was B list, C list stuff where it was, Maybe it was cheap, or maybe it was just an idea that people didn't like. And I rare, it was very rare that I saw a movie on streaming, an original film, that I thought was good. Not that it didn't happen, but it was really rare. And during the pandemic, they brought a bunch of movies sort of out of theaters and onto streaming. And I've found uh, more movies that I've watched and enjoyed. I, I probably watched and enjoyed original streaming movies more in the last two months than ever before, uh, put together. And it makes me think, you got to keep this up, right? Like, this works. Like, having good movies on streaming works. And I know that there's the theater and there's the potential that at some point the theaters are going to come back and they're going to have a market to them. But uh, it feels like this is a good approach uh, and that they should do more of these. And they don't all have to even be expensive blockbusters. I really loved... um, Andy Samberg's movie, Palm Springs, which is on Hulu. They bought it at Sundance Film Festival and it got released in like, I don't know, drive-ins or something, but basically its whole release was on Hulu and it was, it was cheap. It was like $5 million supposedly to make it. Um, And it was really good and fun. And um, I would say, more you know there's there's more variety you can do with streaming movies they don't all have to be huge blockbusters but you can have a variety of movies that that have a broader appeal and that maybe are your are are in your A list and your better B list ideas and you know and Greyhound was good but again Greyhound was going to be in theaters and then it was on Apple TV so um, I think Apple doing this is great. They should they should do more of it. And I would like to see more movies on streaming in general from all the services that mm-hmm. don't feel like they're the ones that weren't good enough
0: to be in the theater. I would say, like you mentioned Palm Springs, I haven't seen that yet, we're going to watch it soon, but That's I watched really the Eurovision movie this weekend, the Wolf Arrow Eurovision movie. Right. Similar, like, that was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Like, I had fun. Like, it didn't feel like the streaming service movie, as you're mentioning, right? Right. Um, So like, you know, it's like a similar thing for me, like get good people, have them make good movies and make the movies that they want to make, not the movies that nobody else would buy. But this whole approach, if you're going to do it, now is the time to do it because there are movies out there that you can buy. And if you can do it and make a big enough impact and everyone makes a ton of money, you will change what it means to release a big movie, right? Like this is, you've got to imagine for the Netflixes, the Amazons, the Apples of the world, this is like blood in the water time for the movie industry. This is the time
1: to spring because the theaters are, we've had so much that's been dictated by tradition like, well, the theaters. And now it's, now there's this added level of risk for any gauge of theatrical release, right? Like even, even if you say, well, the U.S. is bad now, but the rest of the world is getting better and all that. We, the pandemic puts a layer on top of all of your guesses about what the future of theatrical release is going to be. And as an, as an executive making movies, you've got to make a calculation about where you can get, maximize the profit. And having risk be part of that calculation, you've got to look at it and be like, wow, do we really want to put like I would imagine those those executives are thinking, one, are there movies that we should pull and just put on streaming Mm -hmm. if we can sell them, especially if the streaming services will pay us or if it's our streaming service and we gauge it to be worth it. And second, I if you're like Marvel, do you look at this and say, why don't we change the balance here? And make fewer movies that are destined for the theater and lean more into the Disney Plus stuff, because that's a good hedge against the box office. Because even if theaters come back, box office may not come back. People may not want to go to a movie theater Mm -hmm. at, at the levels that they used to for a while, if ever. So... Uh, Yeah, I think it's an interesting time. And if you're Apple or Netflix or anybody who has money to spend on this kind of content, do you overpay a little bit in order to get just take the lunch of the movie theaters and change everybody's minds about watching movies on streaming to the point where you can deal like almost a death blow to movie theaters? I mean, you can't kill. I don't think any of them are going to kill them, but they could hurt them. They could hurt them and, and they could really change the public's perception. Of movies it, at home, because for a lot of movies, it's a really nice experience to watch them at home, and I think people are learning that even more now. So I don't know. It, it's it's maybe it may be a risk worth taking.
0: And I wonder, you know, there are a couple of movies out there now that are getting like indefinite delays, and like I wonder, could Apple convince Nolan to give them tenet? it seems incredibly unlikely because you know that like he really wants the IMAX Christopher but...
1: Nolan wants things like in IMAX and on film, right? Mm-hmm. So that seems like it's a, it's almost an impossible thing, but there are, there might be others out there. I'm still baffled that. Uh, so, so um, Disney has a movie that was developed at Fox called new mutants, which is an X-Men movie. It's essentially the last X-Men movie made at Fox. And now they've been sort of sucked into Marvel Um that movie has been delayed and reshot and delayed and delayed and delayed. I don't know why they haven't just put it on Hulu. I really don't. They can't put it on Disney+. Plus. It's I think it's, if it's not an R, it's a really hard PG-13. Like, it's it's a horror movie kind of, superhero horror movie. But that's the one that kind of baffles me because it's like, they did it with Hamilton's. Like, I know this is a superhero movie, but first off, it's not really a movie that anybody is dying to see. And it's from the studio you bought and isn't there anymore, essentially. Um, So I'm surprised that that something like that hasn't happened yet. But you are. I think the longer this goes uh, and the longer the 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 people in the industry realize that the movie theaters in America aren't coming back this fall, the more you have to think, is there another place we could put this? Yeah,
0: like I understand this, the argument, right, like of people like Nolan who really want their movies to be in cinemas. But you got to ask yourself the question of like, how much do you want your movie to not be seen? Like, what is the length of time you're willing to go? Will you go six months? Will you go a year? I think Christopher Nolan will say, we'll wait a year if we have to. Yeah, I do
1: think that he will say that.
0: But then I wonder about James Bond. Yep. That's a big movie that exists out in the world. Delayed for a year. Someone's going to want. And like... You can't keep pushing that James Bond that rock, like rock up the hill for too long, like because you know the, I think it, they've they've typically done well, but like has been you know the James Bond series has been mired in financial controversy for years now. That probably cost a lot of money to make, and it just sitting there is not good. And you could have an Apple roll in and be like, you know, we'll give you X amount of money and give us it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see James Bond go somewhere honestly. Um, because yeah, weird, strange times. But yep. sure, I mean, I,
1: I, you and I have ad- advocated here for that's a possibility to just buy James Bond, right? <laughs> like Apple. Oh yeah, yeah. Buy, buy the license. Yeah. Buy MGM and and Eon and just make James Bond into an Apple property or something. Like, I don't know. I mean, and and again, the, the finances here are complicated because movie box office is a huge part of the financial calculation of spending money to make any movie that's intended for theaters. You get your home video, but you also get your your initial run box office. And the other way to go, we should say, is not to put it on your streaming service. You put it on your streaming service as a way to build your subscriber base because over the long run you make money because those people are paying you every month or every year. The other way to go is to do pay-per-view, which they did with like Troll's World Tour, I think was done that way. And the idea there is you rent the movie using the existing rental channels, but those initial run movies are super expensive. Think about how much you a family of four would spend going to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be 30-40 bucks. So you you put the movie on rental for 30 bucks or 25 bucks and you're like $25 rental is ridiculous, but it's also sort of like well, yeah, but it's the brand new movie everybody wants to see. And, and then eventually it'll be available somewhere else, but not for six months or a year. You're going to have to pay 25 if you want to see it. Like that could happen. Uh, and that's a different way to go from what Disney did, which is say we're going to put Hamilton on our streaming service. And the in the end, it's going to be worth
0: it because it gets people to try Disney+. This episode of Upgrade is brought to you by Fully. Fully's workplace furniture is designed for health, flow, and balance. During these uncertain times, Fully is helping people and businesses across the US, Canada, and Europe make the transition to working from home with modern, environmentally friendly, and ethically manufactured office furniture. Fully is working hard to continue to ship free, direct, and next day. So instead of feeling chained to your kitchen table or whatever makeshift workstation you've set up, create a space that helps you find your flow. I was talking to a friend about this a couple of days ago, that one of my big concerns for people at the moment is like, you know, for people, lots of people work from home and it's going great for them and they're doing well. And like, yeah, I'm working from the sofa, I'm working from my bed, I'm going okay. Ergonomic issues take time to kind of grow in you you know, like I was working in bad environment, like in bad, like ergonomic environments for a while. And I was like, oh, this is fine. I can work from the sofa. Like when I started working from home and it took like six months and I was like, oh no, this is bad. And then I had to like deal with ergonomic issues and pains that I didn't have before because I didn't have the right setup. didn't have the right environment. What I love about Fully's furniture, and we've got a bunch of Fully products now, and I am like a very very happy customer of fully we they sent us a desk they sent us a chair and i think we've bought three desks from fully in total now to replace some stuff that we had and also stuff from my studio because it's all great it's all made of wonderful materials and the instructions are really great to put them together like i'm a big big fan of their standing desks it's just really really excellent stuff Fully have chairs that encourage healthy sitting, uh, both in posture and variability, and their products help to incorporate movement into your days in order to keep blood flowing and minds engaged. Whether you're shopping for yourself or your entire team, Fully is there for you. If you need help transitioning your team, you can also feel free to give them a call. Take $30 off when you spend a minimum of $300 by going to fully.com slash upgrade. That's full ycom slash Upgrade fully everything you need to find your work flow. Our thanks to Fully for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Summer of Fun! Summer of Fun! Go on, Stephen, do it. Summer of
2: Fun!
0: Stephen, Stephen Hackett, Hackett is joining us today. We're doing uh, more uh, Mac OS content. So, last episode, we judged. Uh, and evaluated the changes in the system sounds. This time we're going to be judging and evaluating the new system icons in macOS yes. Big Sur.
1: Perfect. Perfect for a podcast. Like last week, perfect sound on a podcast and mm-hmm. this week images. Yeah,
0: not so not so easy. We're going I'll put links in the show notes. Check your chapter art everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put links in the show notes, too, uh, if you want to get them at a higher resolution so you can really zoom in and see these uh, icons in all of their glory. Uh, But we've Mm -hmm. put those together. Uh, So if you do take a look, you'll see we have the new icons on the left and the icons that they are replacing on the right. So I think, Jason, you put this together for us today, I spent I I spent some time in Photoshop this Mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have all of those for you in case you want to see them. And, of course, this is going to be draft style. So, Of course. <laughs> four rounds, uh, first of good icons, then bad icons. Uh, st- mm-hmm. uh, oh, a couple of rules, because there's always rules. Um, these icons, this... the only icons we're picking from, must be on a stock install of macOS Big Sur. Uh, no <laughs> uh, new icons for iWork and iLife. They don't count, because I think mm. we found out this morning that they actually are not in the current version of macOS, right. is that right
1: that's right they're not there yet also there's no, this is one of those drafts where you can't win it's just we're, we're assembling a, a what list.
2: i demand prizes you win, you
1: win a moral vi- you win moral victory for making the oh, best arguments. i'll take that
2: that's enough for me okay, okay.
0: <laughs> as guest, Stephen, uh yes you can feel free to pick first
2: okay we're starting with the good ones now and we should clarify we're looking at the applications folder and the utilities folder mm-hmm Right, so not stuff in core services or other places. So. so I spent
1: a long time this morning getting all the applications icons ready to go, and then Stephen mm-hmm. said, Whoa, wow, you should check out the utilities folder,
2: and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, it's both. We got both. We got both. So, I'm going to go with my first good pick as Automator.
0: Ooh, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> so, the previous version had Auto, the little little automation robot with one yep. eye. He... he Didn't have a background, just on a clear, you know, transparent floating in space. He's in a formless white void. Yes. Yes. Transparent void. He was in Johnny Ive's room, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Johnny Ive rage quit and... The room's available. (laughs) He took the room with him. That's the thing. Uh, And so now Otto is standing on what looks like some sort of uh, floor with concentric circles coming out from his feet. Maybe they're ripples of automation that's how i view, I think about it so like you know the power of automation rippling out from his feet and i think it looks fantastic because we get some more depth like he's standing on this floor it looks really nice and they do a nice gradient so the top right hand corner of the icon sort of fades to white uh yeah automator my first pick I I like this pick. I thought about putting this on my list. I I did.
1: I couldn't help but think also that when Apple finally decides that it's not going to support Automator and AppleScript and macOS anymore, uh, that's a trapdoor.
2: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no,
0: Jason. Yeah, and Poor it's Otto. like it's a it's it opens up from the center, right, and then he mm-hmm. just falls in. Like at first, he tries to use his little pipe to hold on.
1: That's right, because he won't fit through the first yep. one. The pipe will save him, but then they just keep dropping the wider circles until it's uh, he's gone.
0: Oh, no.
2: well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a minute, <laughs> and then you brought murder,
1: robot, murder into it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wow. did. I did. Okay, it's my choice now, isn't
2: it? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna go
1: with I'm gonna go with calculator. Ooh, That's uh, a yeah, pick. Mm. Okay, so here, follow follow me here. The the new calculator looks a little bit like a cookie, I will admit. It's a little cookie that's been decorated by a small child with little M&Ms on it. Selling
0: it it so far.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sounds great.
1: (laughs) But the point here is what came before, because the old calculator icon is a travesty. It looks like a napkin with calculator printed on it. It's Mm. just this thin, flimsy thing. Or it looks like literally a screenshot that was turned at an angle. And, and somebody was like, yeah, that's good possible. enough. That's a calculator. Uh, it does have pi on it, which is okay. But like the new one is like a little cute calculator widget and it's adorable. And the old one is super dumb and I hate it. And every time I look at it, I get angry. And that's why I use pcalc is what I'm saying. So I pick uh, the new calculator. It's a cookie. It's adorable. You can pick those M&Ms off. And Are you eat them.
0: sure it's not cake, Jason? Are we sure that this isn't cake, this one? i think it might be cake i think we found the cake it's this one calculator thin crispy cake that we call a cookie Mm -hmm. or a biscuit or a biscuit
2: in some places Mm. this was on my bad list you prefer that old garbage calculator icon i think the new one is even worse than the bad one from before Mm. i agree with you the one before is flimsy and and kind of lame and uh, i really don't like the new one
0: I'm I'm sorry, it it, it,
2: it looks like a toy.
0: It is a toy. I think the new one is worse than the old one. Have you used Apple's calculator app? It is a toy. That's hard to argue with. (laughs) I'm going to upset everybody with my first pick, I think. Oh, no. Mail. Boo! There you go, see, I knew it, I knew it.
1: Mike, this is on my list of good apps icons, too, so don't feel bad.
0: Why is there such a prominent eagle in the email application?
1: (laughs) Yep, that, that was my entire rationale: is a, a stamp with a giant eagle. Wait,
0: is that what the E in email stands for? Is it actually yes. eagle mail? Did we finally it find it out? An, an oh. eagle. Well, well, it's
1: skulamorphic, Mike. Because in the past, in America, because of our wide open spaces, mm-hmm. the mail was delivered by the mighty American eagle. Only the U.S. <laughs> Postal Service. Other other groups could do other things, but the U.S. Postal Service used eagles, and that was the origin of email. Oh man. Honestly,
0: for a minute there, I was completely on board. I thought you were telling me the truth about the way that mail was delivered in America, because I wouldn't mm. know. Look, like, I just I look I true. have a problem in general with uh this weird like and especially thinking of like younger people, you know, like how we use the floppy disk icon for save. And right. like I don't know why email is representative of an envelope and it still is and there's nothing better we could do. But an envelope icon for email is way better than just a stamp.
1: I uh, like. I agree. I don't like the eagle. I don't love the mail icon. I don't really love the weird kind of depth and the fact that they've written this very, very small return address on the back that looks like a mm-hmm. mistake it does. Uh, unless you look very, very close. I don't like any of those things about it. And I do think that um, what we really should have is something like a you know inappropriate reply all button or something on the, <laughs> to represent <laughs> the entire genre of email. That's or a spam message maybe mm-hmm. like a, a you know uh, I don't know uh, the spam message of the moment. You can come up with something, but um, but I do agree that in looking at this next to the old one, it's like oh yeah, this is a lot better than the giant eagle stamp. Yeah. Sorry, fans of the classic mm. email system from the eighteen hundreds. Also,
0: I might tip my hand a little bit to some future picks, but. Uh, I am a big fan of the visual consistency of icons between Mac OS and iOS. I think that that what Apple's doing here is a good thing. In like, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to unify some of the iconography a little bit, and so mm-hmm. I think changing this email icon to the an actual what we consider quote unquote email icon. Is better. Like, there are so many email apps that use envelopes or paper planes, right? None of yeah. them use an eagle stamp. So it's time to move away from the eagle stamp.
2: Wow. I like to think that my email is majestic and signifies freedom, but mm-hmm. whatever. Let's just put a American flag on that envelope, Stephen.
0: USA. USA. This is a weird time to, to be proud. I'm just going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: Moving
2: on, Stephen. <laughs> My second good icon, I'm going to go to the utilities folder, and I'm going to pick color sync utility. Hmm. Okay. So the the main part of the artwork is the same. It's a little wrench and a flathead screwdriver, and it's got the C color sync logo sort of in the middle, but they've shrunk it down and put it on, like Mike, you mm-hmm. said, this consistent round wrecked background. And now that round rect background has a gradient to it. And the gradient matches up with the color inside the sea. That's nice. I think it's really Uh nice looking. A lot of color. It's pretty. Color sync utility. It's my second choice. And I'm uh, very happy with it. In a world full of, (laughs) to look ahead to our bad selections, in a world full of
1: nondescript white icon round rects, Mm They didn't do that here. They're like, oh, it's color. It should be colorful. And they, yeah. they made it this delightfully rainbowy kind of thing. And I, I agree. I like this one a lot. It's a party and an icon. It's a party for your eyes. Yeah. And that's what you want from Color Sync Utility, an <laughs> app that almost nobody will ever open. Mm hmm. What is it dope? Color sync, it's like color management. It, it will make your like color profiles for your monitors and your printers and things and make sure that they all, it's important technology for people in professional mm. publishing. Is it like that context? stuff
0: I always used to see advertised in like Macworld where you would put this little thing on your display and it would try and yes. calibrate the color? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yep. Apple even had a bunch of displays with color sync in the name where they like did it from the factory and it didn't move. And of course it did, which is why those products existed. Uh, but again most people don't ever open this Most people don't know what it is but I like that someone took the time to make the icon all colorful and bright
1: alright speaking of apps no one will ever use stickies is my choice for a nice co- a nice icon in uh, in Big Sur um, the new stickies icon is a stack of sticky notes with rounded rectangles but it also looks like a stack which I really like I actually would love a uh, a stack of rounded rectangle sticky notes. I think it looks really cool. Written on it in uh, with some sort of a, a marker are the to-do items, milk, eggs, and bread. I'd like to think that that's a uh, reference to uh, Remember the Milk, one of that's the great... Right.
0: Oh, even hacking
1: apps of, of history i want to know what
0: happened to lou
1: this is yeah. so okay mike mike don't 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 jump ahead here <laughs> the old icon had eggs and milk but no bread and a phone number for lou i am sorry to report lou passed away no and so, rest in peace lou <laughs> oh my god uh, don't call 555-7361 he's not there anymore mm. anyway in honor of well, lou man.
0: the new stickies icon is my choice is bread that's the honor. It, Lou liked bread. Maybe Lou was a baker. They needed some bread for the funeral. <laughs> oh, Jason! <laughs> Jason,
2: uh, I'm sorry, Lou. We we love you. We dead miss bodies you. get crusty, you know. You no, they the just crust. they put
1: out a spread Stop. at the at the at the wake, and Stop. there's bread <laughs> and
0: eggs and milk there. Stop. We're done.
2: I I like the Stickies one too. Uh, stickies is, is one of those applications that every year I think it's the year that it's going to go, but. It survived. It doesn't go. The move to OS 10, survived 64 bit. Now it is, here it is in Big Sur. I opened it um, in Big Sur to
1: look at it just to see if like anything had changed at all Mm -mm. or if it still feels incredibly old, which the answer is it does. (laughs) And I had that thought, which is, you know, why don't they get like an intern or something to add like, because people use stickies. They do. They use stickies instead of notes, which I think is weird. But it's like, okay. Well then, have an intern like add iCloud support to Stickies or something, so that you could like sync your Stickies across your devices oh. and like make a modern version of Stickies. You know what
0: Stickies would be good for now—a widget on iOS, a little Stickies widget. Right. Mm. Like, so I understand why people use Stickies because it has some good functionality, like the always-on top, right? You know, like it, mm-hmm. if it still has that. I mean, that's what it used to, I used to use it for myself because you could it would effectively work as this different layer to the rest of the system, right? So it's pretty much like a sticky note, always in your face. So, you know, it's good for that. Uh, I'm happy that it still exists, but I agree. I think it's not a big opportunity for someone, right? Or a big opportunity for Apple, but there is something that they could do with this, which is missed. Yeah.
1: Or, hmm. or they could add that functionality to notes, but I think it's telling that Sticky just continues to push along because and and I know
0: people do use it yeah. and uh maybe get luda update it well i think stickies is one of those applications that apple might be like scared to remove right because they know like there'll be like a really strong <laughs> oh, vocal yeah. minority of people that mm-hmm. would get oh yeah there's gonna be you
1: smart. know there's gonna be a verge article by somebody on the staff at the verge who's like i use stickies every day to track all of my articles and now apple has ruined it's a I disaster lost my most
0: recent draft because apple removed stickies the outline <laughs> would have written that article but unfortunately i don't think they're, with, they're around anymore is the outline no. still around No. No? no. Okay. I don't think so.
1: If they are, they they fired their staff, but yeah, they're basically not around. Mike, what's your... uh, See, I'm glad that this is the positive part, everybody. This is the Mm -hmm. positive part of the draft. Mike, what's your next uh, good icon selection?
0: Messages. Similar to Mm. my original argument for mail, what I like about messages is that it's the same application on ios and finally has the same icon uh i'm not really sure why messages stuck around with its name as messages but had the blue icon with the other little dot 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 icon which some could argue is maybe a better icon for messages overall because Uh green is funny because green is the green bubble friend but nevertheless uh, I am happy that Messages is now consistent, but I actually also just do like the Messages icon on Big Sur. I like the shading that they've done to it to make it really kind of stand out. So I'm a big fan of the Messages icon.
1: I don't know whether I should list all the reasons
0: why I hate the Messages icon here or just save it for the yes. bad draft. No, do it. Save do it, it for the bad part. Save it for <laughs> If you're going to put it in your bad list, then save it for the bad part. If you're not going to put it in your bad list, then do it now. I'll save it. All right. Ooh.
2: Wow. Yeah. A little teaser for what's to come. I feel strongly about that one. So, yes. Okay. Uh, back to Steven. Back to me. I am going to go with Image Capture as my next good pick. It retained the digital camera. It looks like the same digital camera as before, but before it was sitting on oh, these man. black and white photos. It's like, uh-huh. which doesn't make any sense. Because you're scanning them. It kind of looks like, is it like,
1: are they emerging from it? Is it like a a secret Polaroid? (laughs) What is happening there?
2: Oh, yeah. And I think most people use image capture to scan as opposed to inserting an SD card and pulling things off. So the new one does a couple things. A... It uses the round rect, but smaller in the background. It has a grid of images with a red one circled, as if you were looking at a sheet of negatives or something that yep. you were scanning, maybe. And the camera is still there, and it breaks out of the round rect a little bit, so it keeps its slightly unusual shape. But I think it looks really nice. I, I, I really like what they did with it, and I'm glad that image capture is still around because I scan stuff all the time. I use image capture... Pretty frequently, and I'm glad that it uh, looks a little better now. I mean, the app still looks bad. Like, the app didn't change any. But it's got this fancy new icon,
0: and uh, I like the detail on this one a lot. This was on my list. There's something I do not like about image capture. Which is the little red circle around one of the images.
2: What's well, how, how you would like mark up a sheet of negatives. Like, oh, I want yeah. this one in the newspaper today. Right,
0: but you were saying that this is good because it shows what it actually is rather than pretending to be something it's not, which is printing. So you wouldn't draw on your screen, you know? Like, this is hmm. the one I want. Don't like it. I don't know.
1: It's the metaphor of it because you're selecting one and then you can mm. you can import that one using image capture. I, I, this was on my list, Stephen. I, I agree with you. I thought this was a really good... Not only is the new one pretty good, but the old one... Um, the longer you look at it, the more questions you have <laughs> about what's really happening. Sense, or it? No. What, what uh-huh. I
0: do like about this icon, um, I, I don't dislike this icon, I find the red part weird, but I what I like about this icon is something I like about a lot of the Big Sur icons, is that they have the rounded rectangle but don't necessarily stay inside of it. I think that that 's quite a nice touch for a lot of these, where there is the round wreck, and then there is some familiar part of it which pokes out a little bit, so like mm-hmm. i don 't know if we mentioned this for automator, but otto 's head kind of point like pokes out at the top of the round wreck yeah. there too, so I like mm-hmm. that where it 's like we have this rounded rectangle. Uh Some apps, for some reason, stay inside it too much, but uh, a lot of them pop out of the rounded rectangle with some kind of fun element. so that's that is one of my favorite things about some of the the uh, the icons in mm-hmm. Pixar.: and that keeps
2: it Mac-like, where you have icons of any shape really mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so it does keep it Mac-like while bringing it mostly in line with iOS. So yeah, I like that too. I think they've they've had a nice distinction there in this new design. All right, I'm going to make what apparently is a
1: somewhat controversial choice, but I have to make it, which is music. Oh. I'm going to choose the music app. Come on. Uh, and here's here's why. Yeah, yeah I know. I hear you. And here's what I say. The world is full of stupid, neutral background icons. I can't tell one icon from another. Now I know I can look at the red icon with the big musical note in it, and I have my music app. Whereas before, it's like, oh, which of the long list of white background or light gray gradient background icons can I choose? Oh, there's this one that's got the musical note with the super weird color gradient, and yes, I can see those colors uh be gone be gone uh very simple clear outline of the musical note uh red background instead of being confused with all the other white backgrounds i like it i'm very happy that apple has finally given us the what essentially is the ios 9 icon for music uh back and now it's on the mac too
0: it's great i will save my points about this icon for a little bit later on i see what you're doing it's fair it's fair (laughs) is it my turn now it it is text edit do you know why I'm picking TextEdit? It has an incredibly detailed mechanical pencil uh, on the icon.
1: It does. I was going to ask you separately about to because there are two. There's a mechanical pencil for TextEdit, and there's a pen on the script editor utility. And I was, I, I definitely want your thoughts about these, uh, these, uh, these devices.
2: It didn't really change much, Mike. I mean, it's it's a little bit bigger, but like. I feel like out of all the icons, like this one isn't a huge change. Like why the pencil now?
0: Well, I, I wanted to just say, uh, Jason, it's a mechanical pencil on both. It's just a different color. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a pen. Oh, is one it, is, is it the same one? One is dark gray. Yeah. So what mm. I'll say is I will, I can tell you like definitely, yes, the mechanical pencil is basically oh, yeah, the same is. from the yeah, from version cheating. to version, but, has the same thing that i like about some of the other icons where it's taken i think a nice interpretation of a lined piece of paper and made that the rounded wreck. and then the pencil kind of sticks out from uh, the top and bottom so i like the way that this icon looks i think it's not a, a huge difference but an improvement that i like but i also just wanted to talk about the mechanical pencil a little bit that is featured on both of these icons um, uh-huh. because I have some good points, and I have some questions that I there's would love no, somebody to answer. There's no, no answer rule it. against it, Stephen. We have to let him do this. Yep. So... I know. The grip is really cool. It, w- clearly, the, the pen is made out of some kind of metal. I'm just going to assume aluminium, because it probably makes the most sense here, although it's hmm. quite shiny, so... Shiny. You know, it could potentially be something like steel or titanium, but it also could just be really nicely polished aluminium. So, you know, that's up to, up to them, really. But what I do like is it has a knurled grip, so... You know, it has those little bumps. You can see the little bumps if you zoom in. That's called knurling when that when it sticks out like that. I also really like the little detail of the uh, stripes, the kind of strips, like the knurled strips that go down to the end. That would actually be very comfortable to hold. Um, I. I like that the one on uh, script editor is black. Potentially that is uh, DLC coated like what they did to the Apple Watch. That's my own uh, mental model for that one because it looks pretty nice. Uh, But the question I have is that this looks like it would be a 0.7 Pencil lead, which is a bold choice. That is a, a, a quite a, a thick pencil lead that they've done there. It wouldn't be very good for writing. Um, so you know, either for the the scribbled that they did in script editing, or for the text they're about to write on text edit, it would be quite quite chunky for, for a pencil. Uh, it's not necessarily what I would recommend. I would say maybe 0.3 or 0.5 would have been a much better choice. Are you boys still here or did you leave? Jason, did you go for tea? I'm
1: regretting my choices, but I, I actually do have an important note here that I want to mention, Mike, which is if you look where the clip is compared mm-hmm. to where the knurling is, you can see that Apple is cheating here. They've r- shrunk the length of this pencil yeah. a lot between a lot. the old version and the now. new version. This is a stubby... Mm-hmm mechanical pencil while the old one was a more traditionally sized i would say pencil do you have a problem with that or do these exist or are they just cheating here
0: no because what they've done they've made it smaller which is fine right it's fine to have a smaller pencil but they've retained the ergonomics they've kept the grip section the same size so it would still be comfortable to hold in the hand i can't believe i had
1: a follow-up question about the pencil but i Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. there it was so text edit
2: okay steven you got one more good icon pick Mm. what is it I've been sitting here thinking a lot about this when Mike was talking and I am going to go, I think it could be kind of between two, one that's controversial and one that's maybe not as controversial. So which way uh, I'm going to give you all the choice. Should I go, should I create controversy or should I play nice?
0: Mm, Controversy.
2: Yeah. I think the new preview icon is pretty sweet. It's on my list too, Stephen. I
1: don't think that's controversial
2: at all. I I think there were some tweets and stuff when this first showed up that people didn't like the side view of the looking glass, a little magnification glass. Oh. But yep. I really like it because if you if you zoom into it, Apple distorts the image really nicely under it. And previously they were just zooming in, you know, so you could see the corner of the photo better. It's one photo. It's another example of a round rect with an item in front of it, uh, and I tend to like that style. Like I like the boot camp one too, it's a similar type layout. But I like the the new preview icon. I like the detail in it. I like also that it's it looks like the same photo as in the old icon. So they've brought that history along with it, but again, have modernized it a bit for Big Sur. I don't know. I like it, but I got a feeling some people don't. I like it. I like the loop that they're using there. Uh, it, it does look
1: a little more like a, I don't know, like an upside down shot glass or something than the old loop, which was more cylindrical. This one kind of is tapered, but that's a perfectly valid style for a for a loop to zoom in on something. Um, uh, I, I agree with you. I've been using, so on my laptop that I've been using with Big Sur, I've had PDFs open in preview. And um, every time I look at the icon, I'm like, oh, preview you're different now but i like mm-hmm. you i like it I, I having lived with it i i think it's good um i think it's simpler without losing any of the um any of the sort of flavor that was there in the old one and a stack mm-hmm. of photos again i i you know having that photo be in the in the round rect uh, with a border which is adorable um i think it's good yeah All right, I feel like this is turning into bad icons in the last version and then bad icons in the next version. But, you know, that's what improvement is. It's improving on something that was bad before. Uh, And so my choices now are I could go to just sort of general positivity or I could just I'm going to slag off a bad old icon that's been put away. And that's the Bluetooth file exchange icon.
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs)
1: Um, I don't know if anybody has looked in the utilities folder at the Bluetooth file exchange icon, but that is some Bluetooth logo. It's huge. It's white with a blue uh, like bevel or stroke applied to it that's kind of uh, a gradient too. it's darker on the bottom than the top. It, it looks like a space invader or something. It's coming to get you. It's on a, you know, square that has been put in a perspective. So it's sort of sitting there. It is. I looked at it for a while for this segment and I thought um, I, every second I looked at it, I hated it more and more. And the <laughs> new one is so restrained. It's still the same. It's literally the same Bluetooth logo. They didn't change the Bluetooth logo, but the edges of it are curved now, not sharp. You could point you know, you can put an eye out with that thing. They're curved, and they're just on a little pleasant blue round rect. So blue for Bluetooth, that's great. It's just it's restrained, it's subtle, it's nice, and the old one is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I, I think just in the net benefit of the new Bluetooth file exchange icon, another app that almost nobody's ever, ever, ever going to use, but uh thumbs up to the icon a designer who, who smoothed
2: out that awful Bluetooth logo and made it look <laughs> uh, decent. The old one looks like it was an icon and the back of it fell off. <laughs> so like the Bluetooth yeah. is still yeah. upright, yeah. but the color fell back and there's like a shadow behind it. That's
0: the lore of the new one. They just fixed it.
1: Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they pushed they pushed it back. Well, yeah, but they smoothed off. They took some sandpaper and they smoothed off the yeah, yeah. edge. There was some damage. That, that Bluetooth icon is so sharp in the old one that that's like a, a weapon that a Klingon would use or something. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. So don't, don't, just don't upgrade. You just, the, just the safety alone of upgrading to Big Sur that you won't hurt yourself on the Bluetooth (laughs) file exchange icon. It might be enough to upgrade just there.
0: I'm not really sure why the Bluetooth logo looks like that. Like, why isn't it a tooth, right? It's a bee. Well, it's a stylized B. Yeah, but it's called Bluetooth. It should have been a tooth.
2: If you turn it 90 degrees clockwise, it kind of looks like pointy teeth,
0: maybe. Mm, No. That's King Bluetooth's teeth. That's not enough for me
1: some uh new year's eve we should all get little uh those you know that those uh glasses that were like for 2001 and and 2009 and all that we should get some blue bluetooth glasses for
0: like the birthday of bluetooth and and be like yay happy new year bluetooth happy bluetooth maybe on like an anniversary of the bluetooth creation
1: sure little cardboard Mm. glasses we'll uh send we'll we'll text each other things using bluetooth file exchange it'll be great (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm going to pick a weird one now, I think. Or at least one that most people would find boring, but I think is really good. Launchpad. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Nope. What is the the old Launchpad logo or icon all about? It's a rocket. All right, so do you you use that application to take off into space? Use it to apps. No.
1: Launching is itself a metaphor for, like, your apps are going into space. I don't know, but that's the metaphor, is Launchpad is a... Launchpad is where the rockets
0: launch off from. Yeah, but that rocket's not on the launchpad. That launchpad was a long time ago for that rocket. Yeah,
2: just like when you launch an app, the launchpad fades away. <sighs> no. The rocket has pulled no. away from it. The, the new, new launch one looks pad like
0: makes so much more sense because you know no, what it looks terrible. like? A grid of app mm-hmm. icons, and that's what you want it to be. Mm. Mm.
1: Yes, you know what? You know what the, the Apple's operating systems need most of all is a white background with a series of rainbow uh, shapes on it. There are make less it white like backgrounds all the others. You, you just all said that. The
0: no, there's less white backgrounds now. It's like how you loved your terrible music icon because it got rid of the white background. They've lost their. Uh, there's some whimsy in the in the
1: metaphor that they've lost here. I, I see what your point. The the new one fits, I think, much better. But it's on my bad list, especially
0: because Launchpad is surely going to become more important. I would expect, like in the future, <laughs> with the uh, like it might actually not more important. Important. It was never important. There you go. I think it might become important with the uh, with a lot of the changes that are coming to like with Apple Silicon and launching iOS apps on the Mac, like it could make more sense to do something with that, maybe to like make it better. Um, I, I think it's a better icon for what it is than Launchpad was, which I think has been, that has been consistent across my picks here is, with the exclusion of text edits because I wanted to talk about Mechanical Pencil for a couple of minutes. (laughs) Because as I said at the beginning, what I like about the changes to many of these icons is that they are adding more consistency to people moving from device to device for where consistency is needed. So mail and messages, they look like the mail and messages apps that you know. Launchpad is like, oh, that's where I get the apps from, not this is where I set off a rocket from. It's literally...
1: (laughs) Uh, it's very similar to the home screen icon that you shows when you do command tab switching on the iPad. It is, yeah. That's a four by four and not a three by three, but they're very similar.
0: Therefore, proving what I'm trying to say, which is like visual consistency makes sense when so much of the operating system is visual consistency anyway. So I a thumbs up for me from Launchpad. Wow. Hmm. We can't stop you. Sorry, everybody. I guess Upgradients. If you no longer want to hear any ads on this show, like this ad, while also getting extra content, you should sign up for Upgrade Plus. It's just $5 a month or $50 a year and you'll get loads of other wonderful benefits just for being a Relay FM member, like annual bonus crossover shows, extra monthly shows like Backstage Infusion. You can get access to the Relay FM members Discord and so much more. As an Upgrade Plus supporter, as a Relay FM member, you'll be supporting this show and becoming part of the secret society of upgradians. You will get what I mean when you see the Upgrade Plus artwork that only Upgrade Plus subscribers see. If you go to getupgradeplus.com you can sign up for $5 a month, but if you want the annual plan, you can also go to relay.fm/upgrade. We've been really enjoying the additional content that we've been making for Upgrade Plus subscribers. It's fun, it's relaxed, and it can allow us to be even more creative with the show. On today's Upgrade Plus segment, we're going to be discussing AI generated episodes of Upgrade. So, <laughs> an artificial intelligence has created titles and descriptions of shows. Um, this is a wonderful listener upgrade upgrading that put this together for us. We're going to be talking about some weird and wonderful show ideas that come out of that AI. So to get this and so much more, become an Upgrade Plus member today by going to getupgradeplus.com. Thank you so much for checking it out, getupgradeplus.com. All right, bad icon time. Bad icon time. Bad icon <laughs> time. Uh, so, what is the idea behind bad icons? It's things that have gotten worse? Could it be just things we hate in general? Yeah. Like what is the situation here? What's the rules?
1: Whatever you want it to mean. I think the the last one was sort of motivated by improvements versus the last one, and this one is going to be more on the on the balance of either it was bad and it stayed bad, or more likely it was you know it it got worse. Is sort of what I'm thinking.
0: Okay.
2: I feel like overall the utilities folder got bigger hits, like there are more bad ones in Utilities than in the Applications folder, and that's where I'm going to start. And I'm going to start with Keychain Access. Hmm. Like ColorSeek Utility, it's the same artwork as before, but now it's in a round wrecked background. And I looked at this background for like 20 minutes, trying to work mm-hmm. out what it is. And what I think it is... It's a garage. It's, a, it's the... roll. No, I have something even more specific. It's like the rolling door on a self-storage unit. Ah. And yeah. it's all your keys... Oh, that's even you know what? Then. I don't keep I don't keep my passwords in a self storage unit. I don't want to keep them there. But what you
0: kinda do though, if you think about it. It's a storage unit just for yourself. Like a
2: <laughs> like a bed? Or like an office? I mean
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't
2: like it. The orange is weird and I like orange. Uh I just I I wish they had just done something a little bit simpler here. Hmm. I yeah, I don't entirely agree um, because
1: I do like that background. Um, I do I, I had the same question as you about why it's textured the way it is but they mm-hmm. have to add some sort of skeuomorphism. However, I will say, just like you said about Automator, I think the trend to take these old Mac OS X icons from the ancient days when it was Mac OS X and put them on backgrounds, put them on route wrecks, I kind of like the trend because you look at some of these icons long enough and you're like, it's just f- keys floating in space. And yeah. now it's sort of <laughs> keys in front of uh, you know, uh, a texture. and A slightly
2: I, blurry texture.
1: <laughs> I feel a little less... Uh, disconnected and like floating in a void. And that makes me feel better. So, Hmm. um, but, but I, I get your point that that, that texture is maybe questionable. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually was going to use your pick as an example of a better option than my pick, which is disc utility. (sighs) (laughs) <sighs> <laughs> Where can I begin with disc utility? Uh let's let's begin with what they did to it. They they, they did redraw the stethoscope because let's remember the disc utility icon is a metal hard drive with a stethoscope <laughs> attached to it. So you can listen and see if it's got you know, uh, breathing problems. I guess I don't know, or if its pulse is fine. Uh, but that's the metaphor, and we'll go with it. Uh, what did they do? Well, they did redraw it, so the uh, the little tube that comes out of the uh, the stethoscope goes in a different direction. But although I will give them that, um, they just slapped it on a on a white background with a metal embossed outline. It is. It just seems so. I mean, it seems a little lazy, and it also seems like they bypassed an opportunity to do anything to make this icon more interesting. Because first off, when it's small, it's really hard to scan. The hard drive is not something most people even see, and uh, they don't put them in most of their computers now. And uh, and in the new one, the stethoscope is posed dead center or, or slightly off center in the in the round rect, which makes it look more like I don't know a stethoscope a heart. like. Uh, a, 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 a health app. I don't know what they're doing here. And if I were their teacher, I would send them back. I would, I, I would, I would put a "see me" on the paper, and I'd be like, "You need to do a better job. You need to do better work. This isn't going to cut it. You need. I need hmm. to see a little more creativity out of you."
0: I would like to provide some real-time follow-up from the Relay FM members Discord. So, the background of the keychain icon is actually the texture from the padlock. That appears in uh, when you when you're entering, like you know, you see the, oh, yeah. the padlock for passwords ah. in macOS. That's actually a textured background on, like, or like the 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 lock itself has that kind of like orange texture. So if you zoomed in far enough on that, you would actually see this exact <laughs> icon. So I love it more. Wait,
2: wait, so the keys are really tiny compared to the lock they go into? I have more yeah, questions now. Yeah, I mean, now. that's
0: currently the case if you look at any of the... Key, like, so the keychain, when you're adding something to the keychain, the keys are tiny against the lock, like really minuscule keys. So.
1: Hmm, okay. I just wanted to say that our, our members of the Discord are also theorizing what sort of medical device that uh, disk utility round rack could be. Stop, it's, it's none of them. <laughs> yeah, This is not operation. It is not a tray that you put like, organs in or something. It's not. It's just a bad icon.
0: Okay, go ahead, Mike. Music. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Boo. The music icon is, the new one, is mind-numbingly boring. It is one of the most boring app icons on the Mac now, completely. What did they do? They just made a red icon and and cut a music note out of the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Like The music app has a visual like Gradient, the, the old one, the blue to pink. Why didn't they at least do the blue to pink? Why is it just all pink? It's so boring. It's really boring. Like, th- th- I would say the, the, worst applica- the worst icons in macOS are the ones where they made them boring. I have one that I'm going to pick shortly. This is one of the worst offenders. They did it to iOS, they did it to macOS. Like, Apple Music is a brand of its own, and for some reason, they've decided our brand is pink now. Like, I don't get it. Like, th- having a gradient to it was so much nicer. If you're going to have... A, like, they've regressed it so many years. It's so boring. I hate this icon. It's boring. Mm. And I don't like it.
1: You know what I like when, I, when I'm when i listening to music is I like finding the app in order to launch it and then being entertained
0: by the music instead of the icon. Boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stephen, go ahead. I don't know how the i That <laughs> argument you just made it's like it's, it's not good. even an good it's argument. the best one it's, no. not. it's, it's not. a good argument <laughs> it's, no no it's, it's
1: so not. clear that it doesn't even need to be an argument it's destroyed whatever your thing is about being entertained by an icon
0: then the entire point of this draft is in question <laughs> <laughs> like if, wow. the, if what
1: we're doing is just finding, i'm not entertained by disc utility
0: well then we may as well just have all icons just be the name of a thing so like you know like this utility okay, icon uh, okay, should just Mike, say disc yeah. on it yeah Great. Let's do that. <laughs> wow. That's not a good icon, is it?
2: All right. I am going for now to stay in the utilities folder, and I want to talk about audio MIDI setup. The old icon <laughs> basically a square keyboard with a little drop shadow. The new one is perhaps the laziest this redesign so in the entirety of Big Sur. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. They put a cookie cutter of the new round rect. Clipped the edges of the keyboard to uh-huh. the point where, if you zoom in, the white keys on the outer side like touch the edge of the round rect. What they should have done is done. They could do this, but shrink all the artwork down a little bit. So they kept a black border mm-hmm. around it. This this is one that someone took eight
0: seconds to do and then moved on. You know what? I've zoomed in on it quite a lot. Enhanced. And what I think makes it worse is it does look like it has been redrawn. Like if you look at the little window, like the little like readout screen on the inside, they've changed the shadow on it. The sliders on the left have changed. So that kind of makes it worse that somebody did spend time on this, but the piano keys touch the edges of the icon. That's not good.
2: That is worse. Uh, I didn't want to zoom too closely into it because I didn't want to accidentally punch my display. Ah,
0: okay. (laughs) Face melt off.
2: But it's It's bad.
1: Alright, for my pick, I'm gonna get a little conceptual here. I'm picking all of the icons that put a round peg in a square hole, <laughs> specifically Siri, Safari, and Time Machine as examples, mm-hmm. where you have mm-hmm. a concept that is round. The original concept is something that is round. And then somebody in your you're an icon designer and you're like, I got the round icons down, we're good, we got round icons, and then somebody's like, Guess what? Round Rex, we're gonna do that now. Now everything is a squared circle uh go and you're like but time machine is a circle that moves in a circle but the safari is a a compass they don't make square compasses uh but you know Siri we have in fact we have the little Siri circle and in iOS 14 when you activate Siri you just see the little circle doesn't matter put it in a square and so you got a series of of these just like really bad icons that are meant to be circles, and now they're circles inside squares, and it's just, it's just really sad because this is the, the, the downside of having this concept is, is you have things that were naturally circles, and all they can really do, you can, you can see it. Look at Safari and Siri. You can, you can see the designer be like, "All right, I guess I'll just shrink it down and then put a thing behind it, and then, I mean, job's done. You can knock off early and go home. You probably." They were probably already at home. Um, anyway, I don't like it. I think I think it's a mistake to to. I get the consistency part, but it just makes these icons seem sad.
0: It is weird. Like again, like I know, like Safari now looks like the iOS icon, which I have said I'm happy with. I'm happy in most instances with that, but it's strange to see which applications got to do something fun and which didn't like in my mind the little safari compass should live in the bottom right hand corner and it be in front of something else right like that the, the mm. round wreck could be something that looks like a web page or something like that right like it's peculiar to to drop some of those things in the way that they are. And then some applications like image capture really get to like break the boundaries when Safari is arguably without actually no Safari is a much more important application, which people will see and click on more. <laughs> often. Arguably more uh, arguably and I get more. the
1: consistency with iOS, but I, I look at it and I think, okay, you probably don't want to make a square compass wheel, right? Because it's a <laughs> circular item, but you could, I mean, Am I wrong in saying maybe it should be a little skeuomorphic? Maybe the Safari icon, if it has to be in a round rect, maybe the idea is that the round rect is like the the thing that the compass wheel goes in and it's part of the physical object. But here it's just right. on a white to gray gradient and it's laying there with, with nothing. Like it doesn't even have uh, like a shadow or anything. It's got maybe a very little very light stroke around it.
0: Um, extremely subtle. It could have been cool to make it look like a compass, right? Like that's the part you hold right. on to or something. Yeah. Right, but they didn't do that. They just
1: Aww. took the, the, this is, they punted on this one and they basically said, we'll just make it like it is an iOS. And I think if they're, if the goal here is to have these, I mean, they said in their PR richer icons to take advantage of the Mac, I think they missed an opportunity with a lot of these where they just took a circle and put it on a square and called it good. And it, it, I, I think they're, I, I, I despise all of them
0: just because I think they need to try harder. Hmm, system preferences. Now, this is a weird one. My problem here... So this is... I actually... Right, follow me here. I actually like the System Preferences icon. The new one? The new one. Mm. At large sizes. When the new System Preferences icon is in your dock, it's way too shadowy. It Mm. looks really not good at small sizes it's too dark. There's like too much darkness in the middle because they've put so many gears in, like it's aggressively shadowy. So at large sizes, you see the detail, but when you shrink it down, you do not see that detail anymore and it gets kind of muddy. And so that's why I actually think that this icon is a worse icon because they've put too much detail into it. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like, I I like how it looks um, but at small sizes, the simple one, I mean, that's the fact of it is that the old icon on the Mac was designed for smaller sizes and it's very clear. It's one mm-hmm. big gear um, with a little, it's got a little like a uh, little screw in the center mm-hmm. and then it's got the two gears that are kind of coming in from the side and you get the sense of what it's doing and you can scan it at a glance. And then the new one, I think, is a beautiful icon although you know again the teeth of that outside ring aren't attached to anything which is kind of weird it's just these Mm -hmm. concentric circles i'm not sure it works mechanically but on top of that i don't think it scans as well at smaller sizes and um you know i i don't know about you guys but i'm I'm generally not putting the system preferences icon like out on my desktop uh at like 256 by 256 (laughs) pixels right it doesn't do that that's not a thing no,
0: this I don't know about you, but I do have system preferences in my dock, and so when I've been yes. using Big Sur, I, I really don't like how it looks in the dock, which is a shame to me. Because when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "Oh, that looks like a nice icon," but then as soon as I well, like as soon as I started putting other apps in my dock, it got progressively worse, and now just mm-hmm. looks like this tiny little gray abyss that sits in my hmm. dock, which I'm not a fan of.
2: Can I say something about system preferences on the Mac? Yes, yes, please. I, I agree with you. That the new icon isn't as good as the old one. But my big problem with system preferences, and it's true in Catalina and Big Sur, is that for the software update one, they use the same icon. So you go to system preferences, and it itself uses its own icon for software update. And the real shame of this—I'm going to put this in the Discord. It'll be in the show notes, too— is that Apple has a better software update icon available to it. It's still in the system and core services. It's this blue little aqua globe. Apple used to use this to like signify networking or the internet. And yep. it has twisty arrows around it. And I think it's a great icon. I think they can modernize it in this way and stick it in system preferences. Instead, we're stuck with gears on gears on gears. Yo, dog. It just it bothers mm-hmm.
0: me. That is weird. I've never mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know why I hadn't noticed that before now. That it's just like on the current one it's just the circular part without the box around it. Very weird. I'm up next
2: and I am going to I'm going to follow in Jason's footsteps and I'm going to say book icons are all bad. <laughs> so <laughs> font book, books, contacts and dictionary. Mm-hmm. Now, three of the four used to use, like, the slightly angled rectangular book. So, dictionary, context, font book generally looked the same with, you know, kind of their own flavor. Books was in a circle, whatever. But now they've all been, again, hole-punched, like the MIDI setup, into these round wrecks. And I don't know about you, but do you have any books? No book is shaped like this. <laughs> yeah, there are no books shaped like this. And then dictionary – so, there is some, like – Font book and contacts have little, like, tabs on the side, uh, which is not... That's fine, I guess. Dictionary has a tiny little bookmark, which looks really stupid. These are bad. They're all bad. Books are not shaped this way, Apple. Yeah, please move on.
0: Kindles are.
2: <laughs> I have a couple other notes here. One
1: one is that, like, the dictionary you can see in the old version is actually thick, um, whereas the new ones... Who knows? They look like like little novelty gifts you'd give at Christmas where it's like, oh, it's a notepad with like 10 pages in it. It's just, it's not they, – they have no depth. Um, although the dictionary does get a little uh, little uh, bookmark, which little is tale. something. <laughs> um, I do want to observe a few things that I do think are positives about this design because I agree with you. I, I think books in general are bad. I laugh when I look at <laughs> Wait, the old dictionary book icons. Icon. Book, books sorry, are, books are, good. are great. Books are the book paper men. I,
0: I will say books are bad. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> yeah, the books icons in Pixar uh, are bad. But I did laugh because if you look at that dictionary icon, again, sometimes you don't look at these icons and not at this level, and then you stare at them and you think, well, wait a second. So I laugh at at the ineptitude of the design of the old dictionary book itself because (laughs) it has big text at the top that says, DICTIONARY! DICTIONARY! (laughs) In case you didn't know from the label below it that it's
0: the dictionary app. Don't you like it when applications tell you exactly what they are? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um
1: through song and uh-huh. imagery not through actually writing the words right. on there and the other thing that I, I will I will applaud them for is font book what I like about font book is is that it's got the little, uh, instead of a big F with some circles around it, which is sort of like, you know, it's a font building kind of bezier kind of thing going on mm-hmm. there. Instead, the new font book has like a sans serif A, and then they've got a serif A, and I think there's a slab serif, and they've got like a little handwriting-y A, And so it's four A's of different styles of font, and I actually think that's a better way to convey what font book is, yes.
0: but it's in this little, uh, little cake. Well, it's so like I like so I think agree that like the 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 A's of font book are a better way of showing that, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's my problem with it. It's like whatever they've chosen or what it just doesn't look very nice. Like the four A's stacked on top of each other like that. While I do agree that it is a better way to show what it is.
1: Yeah. Oh boy, what am I gonna? uh, say bad things about the tyranny of the round wrecked is one that that keeps getting to me, but I'm going to go, I'm going to use my time here to, uh, bag on Mike's messages icon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. Broadly. I think it's a mistake t- for Apple to continue to use green as the messages icon,
0: which I agree because
1: I is blue. Blue is good. Green is bad. You don't want green bubbles, you want blue bubbles, and they made green their icon. So I think that's baked into it. With Big Sur, Apple is taking the blue messages icon that shows a speech bubble and then another bubble with the ellipsis in it like they're typing, which is a perfect encapsulation of what messages is, and they're throwing that away and replacing it with this green round rect with a single speech bubble on it. And then there's the worst part for me, which is there's a big drop shadow below it. It's, it's super rendered, which at high, I mean, I don't love it. Talk about your hidden cakes, Mike. <laughs> I think that speech bubble is a cake, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it's a cake. It's so arched and like, uh, so you can see that level of detail when you zoom in. But when it's living in your dock, what I find is it looks dirty, it looks muddy. The yes. speech bubble ends yeah, up being okay. kind of like hard to pick out. The contrast isn't great. And then the green, the the potentially bright green rec, round wreck behind it, it's also now muddy because there's a shadow gradient on the background, plus the actual gradient of the round rect So you get like the bottom half of the the rectangle is muddy and it,
0: it looks just kind of like a, like it's smudged and I want to clean it up. You know, I I do agree with that. actually. I don't. And this is like a similar thing that. that... Is in system preferences like the the darkness, like the at small sizes of these icons, is a problem, and that that problem does exist in messages too. I I don't have, I don't disagree with the points that you're making, but like the original point that I was making is messages should be consistent because it's important. I agree with that, uh, but but I think they should have changed iOS to be blue <laughs> rather than change Mac to be green.
1: I never really thought about it until I stared at this icon, but the Mac messages icon in Catalina. It's a good icon. I like having the two bubbles and the Mm -hmm. little three dots. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's actually what happens in that app. I like it. I'm very sad that they've decided to just lift the iOS icon, which is inferior in concept to uh, rather than taking the Mac icon.
2: So, oh, well. I wonder if, if part of this sort of darkness shadow issue is that people or even by default, the dock icons are pretty big. And those of us who may use it on the side or have a lot of icons, they, they do get smaller. And maybe Apple is erring on the side of big dock icons. I have to say that one thing they could do and they clearly aren't doing is you can
1: make different icons at different sizes that are a little bit different, right? They could drop some of the shadow off at small sizes to make it more readable, but they don't do that. So I don't know.
0: I don't know. Mike, it's your choice for a bad one. I'm not going to cheat like my friends here and pick like seven applications at once. I'm just going to (laughs) continue picking one at a time. Okay. Home. Mm. Yes. Yes. You want to talk about lazy, also talk about cake icons. This Uh could be one of them. They took the existing home icon, which is the stacked (laughs) house Mm. effect, which gets lighter Mm. for every stack, which is a fine icon for home. I have no problem with Mm -mm. that. No.
1: No, uh, let me stop you there because I know where you're going with this and I agree with everything you're about to say, but I just want to pause for a moment and consider the home icon in general because it's terrible. I think it's terrible. Okay. It is like a home with a bunch of little raised kind of home-ish shapes that turns into like a home plate at the end of, for baseball or something. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, it's is—it's the gradient going in. I think it's ugly. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Uh, I don't have a lot of words here other than to say, I think it's a bad, ugly icon. And then what they did with it
0: is nothing. <laughs> Well, they slightly look like they slightly tilted it away, maybe. Oh I don't know, maybe <laughs> it's just a shadow. But they just took oh. it, shrunk it down, put it in a white square, put a shadow around it, and called it done. Done. Uh no, I'm not I'm not up on this one. Like I don't like this one. It's not good. It's super lazy. Like it might I, be I one of you. the laziest uh icons mm-hmm. in uh macOS. Uh, they just shrunk it down and put it in a white round rack, and then that I, was it. Like at least s- with Safari, it looks like they did some work to the compass, right? Like they changed the compass a bit, you know? Like they they changed the shading and stuff like that inside of the blue. Like they did some stuff there. They really just did nothing with home. They're just like, there you go. Home. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. it's gonna
1: sound like I'm trolling you here about about the music icon, but I'm really not. I, I I'm dead serious. It would be a better home icon. If it, if it had a background of some kind and then cut into it was the silhouette of a house. I would agree mm-hmm. with you in this case. Because I don't think a stack of items on top of a house is necessary to get across that this is the home app, right? The home silhouette does it. So why don't you use the home silhouette and then maybe this, you know, one of the, one of the colors from this gradient and say that's the color of the home app and do it like that. And mm-hmm. cut that, either cut that out of the white background, or have that be the background and have it have a white cutout, rather than this uh, lazy abomination.
2: <laughs> Lost picks. I can't believe mine is still here. I can't either. Honestly, QuickTime Player. Now this is one where Apple wasn't <sighs> playing from a position of strength. The old QuickTime Player, which I think showed up in when did they when did they go to QuickTime Player 10? Do you remember, Jason? It's a long time ago now. It's been years. Yeah, and eight they did years, this like 10 years. <laughs> goofy black to gray gradient with the Q logo. And then there's a blue gradient, which goes like the opposite direction inside of it. Very strange. And all they did, just like the home app, they stuck it in a round rack. There's a slight blue gradient to the round rack. So we have three gradients. We have the background is dark blue to slightly lighter blue, bottom to top. Inside the Q, it's, the background gradient but all darker going the other way and then the uh-huh. queue itself is still gradient in fact it maybe even a more noticeable gradient now yes it looks yeah, like you're looking it's got looking, some texture it looks like if you put a trash can mac pro down inside an aquarium <laughs> and look down upon it <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like and uh, it has oh. the same problem the midi player has where it's too close to the edges the yeah. little pointy bit at the end of the the little part of the queue that comes out i'm sure that has a name i'm sorry it's like almost to the edge many of my problems with these that are set into round rex is they all need to be a little bit smaller airport utility has the same problem it's too close to the edges quick time player is bad too many blues pick a blue yeah. stick with it too many gradients makes me makes me upset i actually have
1: a, a broader point here which is this QuickTime player which uh the chat room te- says was in snow leopard when they did this, okay. Remember what they did here was they made a new QuickTime thing that didn't use any of the QuickTime APIs, and then uh, last year they deprecated the old QuickTime; it, the, it went away completely, so you couldn't use the old QuickTime editor at all. You could only mm-hmm. use this new QuickTime player. So they're saddled with the old QuickTime icon, which has been around since before Steve Jobs came back.
2: Okay, yeah, it's a nineties, nineties.
1: It's a nineties <laughs> technology that they've deprecated now, and it's a nineties icon. So I'm going to make a modest proposal, maybe for next year. I think Apple needs to get rid of the QuickTime brand. It's from the 90s. It's dead. It's gone. There's no QuickTime left. All Mm -hmm. it is is a media player. Why don't they call it something like media player, give it a new boring but informative icon, and walk away? Because as much as I loved QuickTime and spent lots of hours in the QuickTime editor and the QuickTime player and all of that, it's over. So maybe just embrace that it's over, put it to bed, and you could get a better icon out of it because they are struggling with how to represent this icon from the 90s in a modern way. And my only other statement here, Stephen, is that on top of all of that, and it does look like a Mac Pro, a little bit, but I prefer to think of it as a cookie cutter. It looks like a cookie cutter to me. Like at Christmas, you know, you get your Santa, and you get your yeah. reindeer, and you get your QuickTime icon cookies, and you can uh, <laughs> you can make those, so enjoy. Who doesn't love Q-shaped it's cookies? It's the really? reason for the season, QuickTime is. Come on. <laughs> oh boy, it's my turn now. Now, you've taken a lot of my good ones. Um, I'm gonna go with a, a, a little, well, they're all nitpicky, a nitpicky one, which is Terminal. I use mm. Terminal all the time. All the time. Terminal is a great app. And this is one of those cases, again, where the, the it's the tyranny of the round rect because the old Terminal icon, although small and a little bit squished, is kind of, it's a Terminal prompt in a four by three-ish sized window, like an iPad-ish sized window. And the new one, it's a Terminal prompt in a round rect. Um, terminals aren't shaped that way. Like you could do it, but you would be... a uh, just a bad person to do it that way. Like, that's not how it works. And it really bothers me every time I launch Terminal in Big Sur, I think, no, no, the Terminal is not square. The terminal isn't shaped like that. It's got to be wider. It's got th- that's how people use it. So, if you're going to represent a terminal, this feels like a bad idea. Also, this would be a great opportunity to do something a little more fun and skeuomorphic where it's a ol- a, a more old style compute terminal inside a shape, like it's a almost like it's a a CRT maybe or something like that where it feels old. I think they've also missed the opportunity to add some color to this. All of my terminals are a bright green on black background. It's fun. It feels very old, and they've lost that here, uh, or they've they missed the opportunity for that. And uh, I know that this is a a minor thing, but like, at the bottom line is not everything is around wrecked, and by putting it in a round wrecked, they've uh, they've disappointed me. That's, mm-hmm.
2: that's what I'm saying. Console, I think, has the same problem, right? Like, yeah. It, it the same thing happened. The text is now a little bit smaller. I will say, though, I think this treatment works for activity monitor. I kind of like activity monitor look going from looking like an a- iPad to an Apple Watch, yeah. like those shapes. But yeah, yeah console and terminal feel okay. like siblings that uh, got the same punishment.
1: Also, in my head canon for Apple icons, the activity monitor is the readout of what you're hearing through the stethoscope
2: in disk utility. <laughs>
0: If your hard drive
2: sounds like a heartbeat, you've lost all your data.
1: (laughs) Also, we haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm just as an aside since we're talking about medical things. I can't look at digital color meter without thinking that's some kind of CSI and it's a thing full of blood. That's okay. It's blood. There's blood in there, people.
0: That's not a digital color meter. If it is, they're measuring the color of the blood they found at the crime scene. The gradient on digital color meter is better than the gradient on music. I agree. Just saying, right, we—it's just been mentioned. But my final pick is console. Yep, for similar reasons to Jason. So it's basically just they took the old one and they put it in a round bracket and put a silver border around the outside. And it's not as good, right? But the main <laughs> issue I have is just like I don't like that console icon at all. So it says one yeah. in with no G, and then A seven thirty six. Yeah, that's not nice like i don't want to see an icon that says warning on it well that's why console's there it's so to read the warnings but i can't read the warning it's cut off (laughs) no it's cut it's cut (laughs) off yeah i don't like this icon i really don't like it this is it's it's the icon that says this is literally an app where there's a bunch of
1: text in it and so we're just gonna put a bunch of text in it yeah don't
0: open this it's full of warnings
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't want it if you keep it closed, mm. the warnings go away and you no. never have to deal with it. No,
0: I don't <laughs> That's like not it. super true. A hey, seven thirty-six.
2: A hey. seven thirty-six. Hey. Can we talk about Finder? I know it's not in these, it's in the migration assistant. I find Finder clipped into a round rect. a sort of upsetting. Like I what do they it. do uh-huh. to that poor Finder face? I love it. Do you what do you yeah. think, Jason?
1: I I uh, it makes me uncomfortable because now the finder
0: is a cake too. It's all cakes. I, what I like about round-racking the finder is it makes it more human. Like, people don't have corners. Because humans are, have rounded rectangles.
1: So. Well, people are more <laughs> round
0: than they are sharp-cornered. It's nicer. That's, it feels, it feels better true. to me. It's just like a little okay. little, friend. It's more like it, a little friend. It
1: fits. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. It's it just, it's so, so this icon, I mean, QuickTime is probably older or, I don't know, it's close. This icon is from the 90s too. And they've redrawn it But like this has been the finder is the old Mac OS icon going way back. So it's it's a classic. Um, I'm glad it's still with us. It's actually one of those ones that I'm surprised Apple hasn't done something terrible to it. Um, and if getting it to fit by making it a round rect is what they need to do, I'm okay with it. I, I don't. I mean, they didn't put it in a, with a white background. <laughs> they didn't put a, a like a silver border around it. They didn't add a stethoscope. They didn't do any of that. So that's good.
0: While we're here, the app store icons terrible.
1: I had that on my list. That that was going to be. I mean, when you're here, your family enjoy your unlimited breadsticks because yeah. it's the beveled. The I mean, I don't like the app store icon anyway, because it's the letter A spelled out with what was originally like a pen and stuff because it's for you know it's like productivity for applications and, and please at this point please
0: do not send us the pictures of the three app icons like stacked like i i oh. get i get it right like we we it's, we it's know. three app icons on a side but they're cut well. weirdly which doesn't make any sense they wouldn't do that mm-hmm. like and it's got too much shadow and it just looks like hot dogs more than ever like, it's not <laughs> white, <laughs> they're white white hot dogs white chocolate covered hot dogs that's what think
1: of it this way those are breadsticks that are going are to go into the oven you've got a little blue tray ah. and you're going to pop that into your toaster oven and then uh again when you're here mm. your family
0: i thought there were no trays Launcher. i wouldn't get it from disc utility that there's no trays in any of these mm-hmm. no trays mm. they left no trays i think apple missed an opportunity
2: with system information it's the calipers picking up yeah. what is a very old school style chip like chips don't look like that anymore I think they could have really redone that and put an Apple Silicon chip in there, but they didn't. And by the way,
1: talk about your lazy icon. That feels like they didn't even reposition it. They literally (laughs) just put a round wrap behind it (laughs) with the calipers. But the doctor, fortunately, that is a tool that is in the doctor's. So I'm building up the story here, right? So the doctor comes, he's got a black bag. His stethoscope is in it. He listens Mm -hmm. to the hard drive. He gets the activity monitor information out of there. And then he needs to measure something. So out of his little leather bag, he pulls the calipers his old timey calipers to measure, uh, I don't know how big the hard drive is or or something like that. That's The story continues, The
0: Adventures of Dr.
1: Icon. Oh, and, and there's blood on the floor and he needs to measure the blood with a digital color meter.
0: I think that wow. the uh, Otto, the automator could be the doctor. Because he's a little Ooh. robot computer doctor.
1: <laughs> all the things are in that tube. That tube isn't a metal bar. It's a tube containing all his medical items. Yeah, Dr. Otto. <laughs> and then he has to consult a book and he takes out a little
0: round wreck book that is shaped mm. like no book in history. Mm-hmm. But that's how Robo books are. That is. Like Kindles. Uh Story solved. Stephen Hackett, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Where can people hear your fine work, which is sometimes like this and sometimes not? (laughs) If you want more wild stuff, you can find me on Connected with Mike and Federico
2: on Wednesdays. And then every Sunday, I am on Mac Power Users with David Sparks and every other Tuesday with Jason on Liftoff. Yeah.
1: And this just in, uh, Doctor Otto has
2: is the one who pronounced Lou dead. So, adding to the adding to
1: the
0: legend, we'll miss you, Lou. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, guys. This episode of Upgrade is brought to you by PDF Pen from our friends at Smile. PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro is your ultimate PDF. Viewing and editing app for the Mac you can add headers and footers along with watermarks to your documents and it also includes a precision edit tool plus you can OCR documents and edit content in table cells this is really powerful and awesome stuff PDF pen and PDF pen pro 12.1 have arrived with even more powerful features including page label support in multiple formats for documents and pro users can go a step farther with their ability to add or edit those page labels these new features are in addition to the great features available in PDF Pen 12 that include a magnifier window to zoom in on a document to see things up close, customizable compression settings, stationary with new paper colors from custom page designs, and PDF Pen 12 works with PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone allowing seamless editing across devices when used with Dropbox or iCloud. I am a huge fan of PDF Pen I use it on all of my devices. It's one of the really like pivotal tools to help get my work done if you do any work with pdfs then you need pdf pen go to smallsoftware.com podcast our thanks to pdf pen for their support of this show and relay fm it is time for some hashtag ask upgrade questions <laughs> Back to lasers from our uh, icon sounds uh, hmm. app. app I, icon, I got icon on the brain now. Too many icons. Yeah. From our Big Sur sounds last week, uh, we have a question from Jason, which is not you, but Jason. You I'm have here. the answer. Jason asks, "I'm a cord cutter and I love MLB TV, but it's completely undercut by local blackouts. What will it take for them to get rid of the archaic local blackout restrictions?" All right. So let me explain what's happening with Major League
1: Baseball streaming service. The idea here is. Um, If you're in a local market, you can't see the games from your team in your local market. Uh, And the whole product exists and was built on the idea that it's letting you see baseball games from other parts of the country, but not your local market. Why is that? The answer is that Major League Baseball sells the rights to your local team or the local teams sell those rights to a essentially a channel in your local market. That's making a lot of money by being on a cable or satellite system. And that there's a huge amount of money to be made there. Plus those contracts have become enormous. Like the one in LA is it's, it's tens of billions of dollars because the cable companies know that one of the ways to stop people from cutting the cord is to put live sports on their channels. And then you're kind of stuck. It's work, like that's why they make the money they do. And as a result, a lot of people will say, well, why can't I just spend the $100 or whatever for MLB TV and get my local games? And the, the fact is because somebody else paid way more than that and you would need to pay way more than that to get your local games. Now, the good news is if you're a cord cutter, you can get those local games, but you have to use an over-the-top service. You have to use YouTube TV or Hulu Plus or one of those things. You've got to use a live TV service, at which point you're paying like $60 a month. Which is a lot, even if it's for you know four six months of a baseball se- a normal baseball season. So, um, so it it stinks, but it, a lot of people think, well, why can't I just spend a hundred dollars and get my local team? And the answer is because they want you to spend way more money than that. And the people who sold the rights sold it to somebody who wants you to spend that money and knows you will spend that money. So, eventually. You know, right now you can do it, but you have to buy an over-the-top service. Eventually they might offer it direct, but it's not going to be part of the main package. It's going to be a very expensive add-on when it happens. So that's part of it. I think Jason's question is a little more broad because one of the challenges about these blackouts is that what they define as a local market is bogus and includes lots of markets that can't actually see the games on traditional TV. Um, there's an area in Iowa that's got like eight teams that claim it's their local market. Ooh. When I go to Hawaii, um, the all the California teams, I think, are the local market in Hawaii, but you can't actually watch the games in Hawaii. They, they aren't they aren't on in Hawaii and you can't stream them. And so it, that is the part. So Jason's question is what will it take? I don't know. I don't know why they haven't changed it already. It would actually open up a lot of opportunity for Major League Baseball to serve those fans. And I don't believe it's realistic that the teams are saying, well, yeah, but the cable company in Iowa could put our games on TV. They just don't. It's a little bit silly. I mean, it, and it's not it's not reasonable for them to do that. So there needs to be reform for the territories um, because that will allow fans who can't see the games any other way to find a way to pay to see them but the larger issue, which is, why can't I just, uh, as a person who wants to follow my local baseball team, pay $100 a year to or $120 a year to see them? The answer is because somebody else paid a lot of money to get you to buy cable or an over-the-top service. And that's just, it's the money. The money is the answer. It's not, the, the, the MLB TV exists, it was created as a way to get everything else, but not steal the money from your local team that gets a huge amount of money from the cable company, essentially, to put their games on cable. So that's that's where we are. It's a little upstream ask upgrade.
0: I don't really know anything about this, but I understand the thinking of, like, if you're in a local area, you want to watch your team, right? And if yeah, there should be a way, right? Yeah, and, and that it, it, wanting to watch your local team though has a value
1: that is way beyond the value of the a service that's for super fans like mm-hmm. me who wants to see any any other game they want. Like the, the local team has the, has a much greater value, yeah. and that's the yeah, that's, that's the true. trick. Is people see the people see the the this package for $120 and think, Oh, that includes my local team. And then they get disappointed when it doesn't. But I assure you, if it included your local team, it wouldn't be $120 for six months, probably. twice. It would be, it would be $360 (laughs) or $300, or it would be a lot more. And you know what? That would be nice if they would offer it. But the fact is what you do, if you are a cord cutter and you really want your local team is for the months that your team is in season, get YouTube TV or Hulu Plus with live TV or one of the other, um, or Sling, right? You get one of the over-the-top providers that has your local cable channel that shows those games and then cancel when the season is over. And I know that that's gonna be 50 or $60 a month and that stinks, but like, that's basically the price you would pay anyway if they offered it inside of Major League Baseball's app.
0: Napali asks, with our Macs running iOS apps in the future, do you think that a potential convertible Mac Could show the iOS only apps with an almost springboard like UI in tablet mode. So there's a lot here, right? We've spoken in the past about the potential for a convertible Mac. So the idea of being able to flip uh, a screen around to the back. And if you did that, can you imagine a world in which macOS kind of only like changes to only offer you the ios-based applications because you're you know not using the the keyboard or the mouse anymore because it's now effectively like a tablet
1: depends on how apple implemented this right i think my my gut feeling is you would just tap on that beautiful um set of colored squares on a white background that is the launch pad (laughs) exactly imagine right And then swipe through those because that essentially is the springboard interface on the Mac. Um, Would they, I think it's it's an interesting question of like, would Apple make some affordances for a touch only interface if a Mac that has touch and is convertible, if you fold the keyboard around the back, is it smart enough to say, oh, you know, you don't have another keyboard or mouse attached. And so I'm going to go into a more touch friendly mode. I don't know. It feels like that's not Apple style, but maybe I think, again, I think it's more likely that Apple would, you know, have a, a some sort of affordance like launch pad, which, which does that. And then mm. would it auto launch launch pad? Probably not, but you can put it in your dock and tap on it. And then you've got an app launcher that you can use that isn't, you aren't dealing with a finder. I do wonder about like multi-touch gestures in a scenario like that. Would they let me like, uh, do expose with finger gestures or go to the desktop or something like that I don't know it, it gets real weird real fast which is why um, I think if if you bet on a convertible laptop at all I think you've I, I think it would take a lot of steps to get something that rich and that they would probably start with something much simpler that's basically it's a Mac and you just have to deal with your trying to emulate Mac input as much as possible um, using your fingers.
0: Yeah, I think if we do, and I do believe we will get touchscreen Macs at some point, but if we do, I don't think convertible is the first form factor. I think there's a lot of steps between now and convertible Mac when it comes to how macOS works and operates that would need to be considered. You know, like, would you put a software keyboard on the Mac? Mm. Right? Like you, know, could, you could. You could. You could. Would you? could. you? But would you, yeah. And I, I, I think
1: that's and that that is where we start to get into the stuff that Microsoft has grappled with, right? And I'm not sure if Apple wants to go there or not, but they could. It could. Like if I'm if I'm in a tablet mode and I'm running an iOS app, would you not want to slide up a software keyboard at that point? I so. don't know.
0: And Molly's asks, What upcoming or rumored new technology are you most excited about right now? So I'll say for me, Jason, while you get your uh, brain working on some some future tech over there, uh, this isn't necessarily future tech for the phone industry at large, but for an iPhone use case, so for an iPhone user, uh, I'm looking forward to high refresh rate displays, ProMotion display on my iPhone. Uh, I feel like it's got to be this year, and I'm very much excited about that. And as you would expect i am still quite bullish as tim would say uh, on foldable display technology i think we're still at the very beginning of that i still think that there's interesting things that could happen like i'm really intrigued to see like tablets as a idea like what would you do if you looked at a tablet being foldable yeah i think i think there's still some stuff there that i want to see um and uh, i'm excited for what the future of foldables could look like
1: uh, for me, it's Face ID on Macs and desktop Macs in particular. Like the more I use um, Touch ID on a laptop, the more sad I am that I have to enter my password an awful lot on uh, on the Mac because I have an iMac. Mm. So I think that Face ID tech, which would also come with an upgraded webcam, I would love to see that. That's that's a big one for me.
0: All right, that is it for this episode of upgrade if you would like to send in a question for a future episode you can send out a tweet with the hashtag ask upgrade or use the question mark ask upgrade command in the relay fm members discord don't forget you can go to getupgradeplus.com to become an upgrade plus member and you'll get access to that discord if you want to find jason online you can go to six com, and he is at jasonl j-s-n-e-l-l uh, jason are you going to be doing any coverage of the earnings report Oh, you know it. Charts, charts, charts. Woo! I love them charts over at sixcolors.com. And you'll be tweeting. Will you be doing live tweets? Uh, probably if, somebody will. Yeah, if you do, or if, if somebody does, it'll be from the, is that uh, Six Colors Live? Is that the Twitter account? Uh, Six Colors for? event. Six Colors event. I'll put that in the show notes uh, for people if they want to follow that account. It's a good account to get uh, all of the great, I like it for that. I save so many uh, tweets from that account to my notes application to talk about on the show because you get all the good tidbits from there. Mm. Um, If you want to find me online, I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much to Fully and PDF Pen from Smile for their support of the show. And uh, we'll be back. Oh, and thanks to Stephen Hackett for joining us as well. Yes. For that wild segment. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Still a summer of fun around here. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snow. Goodbye, my curly.